right, welcome back this week, you guys. Uh, we went ahead and just jumped in the studio and had some good conversation. Uh, Quinn and I are in here today, and uh, we started this episode with a um, a tweet that I saw, and I went ahead and read it out to Quinn and just kind of got his thoughts on it. Um, it's it's a good tweet. It's it's a classic one. We I think everybody's probably seen going around. It's like if you give six hundred bucks to a poor person, or if you give six hundred bucks to a rich person, what they do with it. And then they have what really made it viral is the comment below it. So you'll hear that in this episode. Um, we jump in. Quinn's got a fresh cut this week. So uh, go on the pod, in the podcast comments or the YouTube comments or DM us and just let us know, uh, you know if you like Quinn's new cut. I didn't get a cut. That's why I'm wearing a hat. I'm actually looking a little, a little uh, rough today. But. Right. Well, I, I would just say this is uh, pretty much this is just our take on the classic parable of uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for his life. And it's just kind of us breaking it down, how it applies to modern standards. Um, I kind of took it to a, a civilization society place, how it applies to modern society, modern civilization. We kind of get into that. and But we also go deeper, and there's a lot of good stuff beneath that and within all these weavings. And uh, it, was a good, it was a good philosophy discussion. Yeah, it's gonna pop on out. Yeah, why we do? Why we didn't do a uh, uh, guest on this episode? We actually have three or four guests lined up, um, but none of them could record until Monday of this next week. So we want to get something out so that we would keep up with our schedule for uh, our Sunday output. And then also another thing that you should be looking for, and uh, go ahead and get at us in the comments whenever you see these these clips come out. But we're starting to put out a clips uh, portion of of our podcast. So we got a couple clips put together. Um, they're like between three minutes and 20 minutes. Quinn's been working on them pretty solid. So check those out. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, they'll take you back to our longer episodes and everything. But there's some good nuggets in there. Yeah, And uh, let us know if there's something that we're not covering that you want us to cover, something we're missing that you want to see that you think we could be doing better. Whether, hell, we should start taking, I mean, I would love to start taking write-ins. Oh, love uh, to get guests. Oh, yeah, or not guests, but like, you know, people comments. that listen, send us, yeah, questions, comments, concerns, something interesting you saw, you want to know what we think about it. Yeah, DM us on Instagram. That's typically the best place. I have an mm-hmm. email account, but I've not been looking on uh, on the email account. Another thing I wanted to say, too, was um, so we just got done with our first interview last week with uh, Caleb. Yeah, our uh, first Caleb. interview since, since coming back. Yeah, since coming back. And um, that was good, but what we were struggling with in that one was the audio and everything in this episode, we have sound in the walls. We're working a little bit better. Um, you know, mic etiquette and everything production value, mic etiquette. Can I, uh, can I say this? Oh yeah. I'm the one that has to edit the audio. If you come on the show and you do not put in some effort towards your mic etiquette, I'm going to beat you over the head with it. (laughs) I spent days fighting noise gates, all this stuff. Love you, Caleb. You're a little, we all were. We all were. We all were. We all were. It was it. bad. It was so, bad. you know, uh, I'm going to harp on you for sure. If I'm here, I know Kyle will yell at you more if he's producing it, a, a guest interview than I'm not. Yeah. And hopefully Drew will remember to get after guests if neither of us are here. Um, yeah. We just need you to stay. Now you see the difference here? We just need you to stay right here on this guy. And uh, it makes better quality for the guests. makes better quality for people listening. makes my life a lot easier when I edit these. <laughs> Touche, so, touche. That was just my little rant there. So well, and also what you'll see, uh, we don't have the mic or the camera on it this week, but we got a whole new mic stand so that we shouldn't have near as many issues when it comes to whacking the table and touching the table and all that stuff. Um, I'm also way more relaxed this week and like the way I'm sitting and like gym shorts on and all that stuff. But uh, I'm in jeans. It's 100. I'm in black jeans. It's 100 degrees outside. It's hot out there. Good though. 
All right. Well, that's the uh, that's the episode you guys are gonna enjoy. Uh, we'll let you get into it, and uh, yeah, let us know what you what you think. Please like, subscribe on every platform. We will take all of the ratings, reviews, everything we can get. Uh, don't be too honest. If it's less than a five star, we don't want it. No. <laughs> um, um, and if you catch me out in public and you can show me on your phone, you subscribe to us on YouTube, you follow us on Instagram, and you've given us at least one five star rating, I'll give you a high five or a hug, whichever you want. Oh, whoa, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. I'll Quinn. throw that out there. I'm going to say, please don't promise money. Please. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no cash prize. No cash prize. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I'll shoot you some memes next yeah, time. Yeah, we, need some, some we need some subscribers on YouTube, man. It's bad it's bad it's bad so all right here's the episode we'll let you get into it we'll talk maybe after maybe not see you bye. oh wait no here you go get started okay what do you are, you, are we recording yeah we good yep what do you think about this this tagline here give 600 bucks to a poor person and it's gone in a week Give six hundred bucks to a rich person, and it's multiplied ten x in a few years or less. There's two arguments for this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's still more. And then there's a guy that says in the comments, "This is what made it go viral. It was not the above stuff. Everybody says that above stuff all the time." Here's the thing below. It says, "Here, let me fix that for you. Give six hundred dollars to someone with no money, and they have no choice but to use it to survive. Give six hundred dollars to someone whose needs are already fully met." And they can sit on it all they want. And it says, for F's sake, are we really this dense? Question mark. Your thoughts. I agree with the guy. Which one? The one in the... In the, in the comments. Okay. And he's right. I think like there is such a thing as being trapped in poverty. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get that money, you've got places it needs to be uh, allocated to right away. Mm-hmm. Whether it's bills you're behind on or medical procedures or groceries for the week but yeah if your basic needs already net like your bills already paid then you have room to use that money how you'd like to not how you need to Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and that depends it varies with what you consider your needs so someone would be like well this you know you could come at it like uh i forget my production job here um, you can come at it like, well, a homeless guy, he's got no, he's got, let's just be realistic. Nobody get upset about this. Let's just sit with me for a second. He's got, uh, no rent bill he needs to pay. Uh, he probably doesn't have any loans or anything like that. If you're fully homeless, maybe you do, maybe you don't. So yeah, if you give it to like a bare bones broke person, they might be able to invest that more wisely than say someone who's like, who's trapped under, Maybe, yeah, no, trapped under either the situation they're in, bills they have to pay. Like, it's, what's a good way to put it? It's enough money to pay rent, but it's not enough money for a down payment on a house to start building your wealth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. right in that middle ground. So it's it's enough money to get you into trouble, but not enough money to buy your way out of it. Do you know what I... It's, okay, <laughs> here, if it, this might be some people's language. It's enough money to buy you the kilo, but it's not enough money to fund the distribution network. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I was curious about that because you're kind of in that situation a little bit, moving back home, trying to save that money up, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, had, if you were just given $600 right now, because you, what, you got what, maybe a thousand bucks to your name right now? Yeah. Maybe? Maybe. So if you were given 600 bucks right now, what would you do with it? Tough. I don't even think I have a plan for it. Mm-hmm. It would just keep me going until I could find the next job. Mm-hmm. 
straight up it would keep me yeah it would keep me it would pay my normal bills until i could go it would allow me to go find more work and not be as worried about bills okay that's kind of what i think about that so when i see when i see this kind of a this kind of a tweet go viral and everything and i see i i see where people are coming from i do and i see why this is this is such a great tweet but i i think about it this way Sure, what that guy said is absolutely valid about give $600 to someone with no money and they have no choice but to use it to survive. I, I, I see where he's coming from. But here's, it's the mindset that I have an issue with. Mm-hmm. If you're given $600, I don't even think you give it to like a, a... The way that this guy says, when he says a poor person, poor people typically have... Poor mentality, um, poor mindset, um, poor outlook. Yeah, you know, like all of these things that they don't, they don't see a way out of their their position, their current position. And I've been there. I I I, I deal with this every week. Uh, every week I have at least an up and down day where I have a really good day because I had somebody call me up, want to go to coffee, and want to hear my advice. And then I have other days like, what's the point? I didn't make any money. I'm not seeing any money coming in and nothing's going to happen in the next four or five months, probably until I can get any more money coming in. But with this situation, if a person just goes and spends that on what they already have, they're not going to change the situation. If you have a toothache and your tooth is falling out of your head, you've already put it off long enough. Put it off another week and go and change your situation. Like you can live on less and less and less. Typically the people that I've met that figured out how to bootstrap something have figured out first how to live off of nothing. Okay. Like my business partner who lived off of literally $5 a day while he was on tour, um, playing drums, didn't make any money, but like figured out how to live as cheaply as possible. And people that figure out how to live as cheaply as possible, but have a reason to do that other than just to live cheaply as possible, but have right. a reason to do it. And I think that's so the that they have somewhere to go with it. Like if they can figure out how to allocate their money to somewhere that will at least give them the chance to try to gain an opportunity somewhere mm-hmm. or to try to go put themselves in front of somewhere else so that they can, it's literally just showing effort and you just need to be able to buy another day, another week to go show effort to the right person that they go. Yeah. You should come and join my team. And yeah. then from there on, you've made it. You need to figure out. And that's my problem with that is they don't, they don't realize really what that $600 does. You hit it on, you, you, you got a piece of it. How can I buy enough time to be able to keep living in a, in a, in a place where I can show effort to somebody that will eventually see my effort and go, yeah, uh, I could probably use you over here. Or I could probably find you another way to gain your next six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. can buy another week to go try show your efforts somewhere else. Like, that's what I have an issue with these things. Is everybody blows them up because it's like, yeah, well, if, it, let's be serious. If about you were this. in my position, you might, yeah. if you actually didn't have any money, you'd clearly need that money to survive. It's like, yeah, but what are you doing with the time you have? Right. So the money that you're allocating towards survival, what is the point of survival? Why are you surviving? Are you going anywhere with that time? 
So you've bought another week's worth of food. You've paid for a dentist appointment. You've you've paid for your health care. Shoot, you might need penicillin or, or you might need um, insulin or something like that. You know, like who knows what you need to to get through the next week or two weeks, you know, medical bills or whatever. But every week you get for time, what are you doing with that time? Right. Are you trying to go and make it so that your situation is a better situation? Because if you're too, if you're, if you're fighting all the time for survival, what's the point of survival? Use that time to get better. And people say, well, there's no, there's no way. There's no possible way for someone to get ahead. It's not possible for a, a mother of three and, and to have all this stuff. I, and to that, I say it's possible. It's hard as hell, but it's possible. Right. And if it's not possible, then why are you alive? See, I, I think what a lot of people argue about that they maybe don't, I think they don't, they never break the conversation down this far is like, well, and these are tweets, these are memes. Right, right. But yeah. But um, it is possible. But like you said, it's possible, but it's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. So I think what a lot of people's gripe is this, these days, even if it's without them realizing it, is is the level of difficulty it's at to get ahead right now. Mm-hmm. I think people feel it is too difficult. It shouldn't be this hard to get ahead, which I can coming from a straight financial standpoint, I can agree with. I mean, like when you break down the math statistically, people are right when they say in the 1950s, you could support a family of four off a high school diploma working 40 hours a week at wherever, right? Whether it was a shopkeeper, whatever, you could make enough money then to do that. Compared to now, uh, the dollar does not go as far. So I think that's what, maybe people don't know that's what they're arguing about, but I see that as kind of where the, the base of the problem is coming from, is the level of difficulty. I see you rolling your eyes, but I would I would agree that the level of difficulty to get ahead now, yes, we have more tools than ever. Like there's, you know, like we've, there's Shopify stuff like, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like with the internet, there's so many more opportunities, whether it's Fiverr setting up these like e-commerce stores, you have all these tools to teach yourself new skills for free online. We have more tools, but it still takes more effort and you have to put more in than you ever have before. The door is, the door has changed. The, I feel like the, the ground floor has changed. With, uh, with how much effort you have to put in to stay afloat, I, I would argue is higher now than it has been before. Because, because in the old days and before in previous times, people could just go to high school, get a diploma, walk out, get a job. And that's all they need to take care of their family. What are the old days? Uh, like, I don't know, 50s, 60s. Yeah. I mean, previously, I'm looking at this just from a purely American standpoint and like America's history, because that's what I'm most relevant, like know the most of. I would say that's like the big issue you see people talk about online right now is that like it didn't used to be this hard to stay afloat. Yeah, I think I think and in a fifty year I think sure in a fifty year in a in a fifty year difference, but I think I think now more than ever it is we have more people dying from obesity than we've ever had. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Um I know that a lot of people would probably think that I've never been poor or that we've never been poor. Um, but I know where I can go and get a free meal just about any day of the week. And, you know, it's, it's, there's, 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 it sounds sad, but there's food that's going, getting thrown away all the time that you can go and 
you can find. Yeah. You can get at Winco, you can get it. You can we we used to buy expired bread for 25 cents a piece, you know, at the bread store. Yeah. You know, and and there's nothing wrong with it. It's not moldy. It's just past expiration. They have to throw it out or they discount it. Mm -hmm. And we were technically buying it so that we could feed animals or something, but no, we ate it. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that it's not hard, but I'm saying if life is worth living, love yourself enough to figure out how to make it so that every week is not just based on survival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put yourself in a position where you, you can go and do something. It might mean... You have to walk a hundred miles every day to get somewhere new. Yeah. It might mean that. And it might mean you might die along the way. It might mean dysentery, it might mean whatever, but at least have the hope and the self-respect for yourself as a human being to go and try it. And this is a super touchy thing. Like a lot of people are probably gonna be like, Drew, you can't say that. You've never been in something worse or harder, blah, blah, right. blah. But I know what self-sabotage is. And I know what a weak mindset will do to somebody. Right. And I think first and foremost, you need to, in today's world, there's enough examples of getting just a little bit better in life. Right. Everybody knows a poor kid in the neighborhood and all the poor kid know a kid that's a little bit better off than them. Yeah. So you just have to go and take a little bit of that information and go and get yourself, make yourself a little bit better every day called the compound effect. And you go and find something that makes you a little bit better every day from someone that's just just two hours ahead of you or, or a day ahead of you or six days ahead of you or a little bit better off than you and just keep on growing. And then eventually you will get to a point. Like I believe that this world is not a – I don't know how to say it. I don't believe that this is a world is a situation where if this person has this, it means that this other person can't. I think that they call that a zero-sum game. Yeah. Yeah, zero-sum or a non-sum game. Because if someone takes this, then you don't get this. And you can't have it as well. I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. I think if someone takes that, you can go and learn how to take that as well. Right. You can learn how to go and grow on that. Yeah. See, in my, my counter-argument, not saying I don't disagree with well, the way you're thinking here, but the way I would frame it coming from, well, just think of me as representing the masses argument here. Uh, here's the, the few quick points that I just thought of. Um, the system that is, so generally most people are not going to have a rule the world mindset like yourself. Like I'm like, they're willing to do whatever it takes to get ahead. You know what I mean? They want to go out and get ahead. I'm not saying ethically. Did, let like, me, let me finish okay. here. Okay. So uh, people, I would say, yeah, it doesn't matter about ethics or morals. Not everyone wants to be the go getter. They don't want to have to wake up every day and think, what do I need to do today to get ahead? Okay, this is just a realistic fact. I know you're looking at me like you don't understand. You don't understand how that could be no, possible. No, I'm, I'm looking at you to listen. I'm but not. I'm a... not rolling my eyes. I'm not looking at you angry. <laughs> no. You're you're describing my face. But if people looked at my face, they would say, <laughs> "Yeah, no, Drew's listening." Okay, so um, yeah, I would argue that the system in place for these people who don't have, we'll just say, an entrepreneurial mindset where they want to go build themselves up, people that just want to live like. And there's nothing wrong with this lifestyle, but just a, a flat and easy lifestyle, right? So they get to go do their couple of fun things and they're happy putting in their 40 hours a week as long as that means they can pay their bills and they feel they're well taken care of with a little bit of fun money, like room for, you know, still being able to go do some fun things, right? This is where I would argue that most people are at in life. They just want to be able to put in their 40 hours a week, make enough from that to pay for healthcare, groceries, and the occasional vacation or nice thing, correct? 
right? So we, we're, we see eye to eye there. So um, that is just the general population. And so now the problem is, I would say from my view, the system, there's not as many aids in the system to help people do that now. If you want to live comfortably, you have to go get it yourself. You have to be more of a self-starter, more of a self-learner, more of a self-teacher, or like we were talking about earlier, be able to see opportunity and seize it. You, there, there is, you cannot just perform the quota. You know, the, I, don't, I can't think of the word for it right now. I'm blanking it. But you can't just perform quota and live comfortably anymore. Or it's harder to find a place where you can perform the quota and live comfortably. And I think, I think that this is the problem. I think that everything you're talking about is from an American standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about a survival and living in the worst place in Africa kind yeah. of a situation. I'm talking about if you look at the world as there should be a quota of, hey, this is the minimum I should be able to do and I should be able to survive with this much, you've already limited what you're worth. You've already limited what you're valued at. You've already limited it with, you've limited so many things in your life. like. If you ever think I should get this, if I work this, you've lost the game. Mm. The game is the game is lost. Yeah. And I I feel like so many people in this world will blame the system, will blame the the um will blame the people around them, will blame them circumstances, will blame so many different portions of it. You can't control any of it. You can't control any of it. Just like I couldn't control being ch- chosen and blessed with the ability to be l- living in a place where opportunity is is so cheap, nobody, everyone takes it for granted. Um, I I I can't say that it that it's gonna be easy. None of it's gonna be easy. But if your goal is to have an easy life and you sh- and you feel like you're entitled to a forty hour work week. And you feel like you're entitled to a two-day weekend, and you feel like you're entitled to a to a certain standard of living. You've lost the game. Mm-hmm. You've lost the game, and you are no longer a self-respecting human being. Mm-hmm. Whenever you hit that point of entitlement, I feel like it it does something in your mind that warps your mind, and I feel like even getting to that point is is already a loss. People and people say, "Well, life shouldn't be a game, Drew. It shouldn't be something that everyone has to work I, so hard." I was hard just going to say, people don't want to play that game. Yeah, they they feel like since we live in a, in a modern civilization in a first world country, even I think, and that's which, to be fair, is kind of the point of modern civilization is so you don't have to play that game anymore. That's the whole idea with where humanity is heading. Is like, is, but they're is still the going to they're just going to play a different game, just, which I understand. They're but, just they're just they're people want to like. Ultimately, people will always try to grow a society where they put in less, they have less risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we made it so that we, people wouldn't have dysentery once every month. Like we made it so we had clean water systems so that the risk wasn't so high to go and get water from the river, bring it back to your family and not get killed by a lion in the, in the process. So we, we built the canals in Rome. Like there, there's, there's things that human beings have always done to try to limit the amount of risk that they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's always, always a thing. Right. But the risk starts and the risk, the risk assessment and the risk tolerance, it begins at birth. It begins before birth. It begins, it begins at conception. It begins like as soon as you're willing to, 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 to say that you're going to have sex, 
you're taking the risk of of that baby not being healthy, killing you, like or or the father dying or whatever. Like now the father needs to take care of of the of the baby as well and take care of the family. Yeah. And and provide like that's that's the overall thought process of of just overall evolution if you believe in evolution or whatever. Like it's just it doesn't matter what theory at some point life is a risk. Yeah. When you can accept that life is a risk, then you can accept life is going to be hard. Right. When you take risk, and then you can accept okay. To ask for an easy life might be a good motivator to have some kind of a. You know, to want an easy life is a motivator to to make your life better. But to come out the gate expecting an easy life without having to deal with the hard and and overcoming the hard, right? That's where we lose the game. Yeah. And I don't care if you say, well, people don't want to do, I do care. I care what you say. But I'm saying that it makes no difference if people feel like they should have some kind of a quota and be able to do the bare minimum to be able to get so far. If that thought process, which is just a thought process, it is truly them living in their minds that, Hey, this is what I should get for this. If that is a thought process that they want to go ahead and set their standards of living by that's on them. That's something they come up in their mind. You can't legislate that kind of behavior. You can't legislate that kind of thought process. Right. You have free will and you have free thought. Yeah. And so asking for an, an easy, an easy life. That is such a disparaging term because easy for somebody is not easy for somebody else. Right. Easy for somebody is having clean and fresh running water. And easy for other people is having air conditioning and easy for other people is having maid service and easy for other people beyond that is being able to get somewhere within two to three hours, no matter the traffic. Right. Because you just have your own place to get. Yeah. So, and I'm picking apart just cause you said easy. And I know that now that you're listening to this and you're going, yeah, maybe I phrased that wrong. But all I'm stating is, is that, Self-responsibility, the acceptance of risk and life being hard. Yeah. And knowing that anybody could die at any minute and anybody could, could lose it all at any minute, but still still trying and going and doing the hard things, right. that's what moves us forward. And, and so I feel like nowadays these arguments come up, and I think we're bordering on the edge of philosophical here, you know, the individual versus society. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. I think, that's, I think people are going to like listening to this. Let us know in the comments if you don't like listening to this. Uh, cause this is something Drew and I are really good at is having these conversations because we have pretty different viewpoints on some of this stuff, but is the fact that, um, people don't even think like what you were just saying about survival now because they were born inside of a system. They were raised by the system and that system has removed a large part of the risk. Oh yeah. Right. A, a ton of the so, risk. So, so people never, there's people, never been less still risk doing, than now. Right. Exactly. I believe personally, even, the, even in the fifties. Yeah. No, even no, no. in the fifties, I think there is more risk. risk right. Now. Right. Besides between medical problems and other things like that. But, uh, so I think people are now like, why do I need to assume that if the system told me that it was going to remove these risks and provide for me, but now the system is broken. So people are taking issue with the system, right? A system they were raised to believe in. That is not working how they were told it was going to work for them. 
Yeah. So now they now hold on. There never was now, a system. What, there, there was. There's been a promise system, but it, we've, we've, we'll never ever but, achieve it. Right. But we've been working towards it. That's the whole idea of civilization is working towards a system that cover, mitigates these risks and provides not an easy, but like a status quo. Okay. Yeah. The system provides a status quo for all people equally or not equally is up for debate, but that's the idea of the system of civilization, whether it be through capitalism, socialism, communism, dictatorship, tyranny. The whole idea of the of a system that's why people believe in them and that's why they work is because okay we're gonna believe in a promise feed into this promise and and we need to be getting we need to be seeing it's like a risk return yeah right? yeah no it's if exactly I'm gonna pay into that. the system the system should be providing me this back yeah if I'm gonna pay my taxes I shouldn't hit a pothole every time I drive to your house and almost flip my bike yeah right yeah. that's the idea so now people are so concerned with why isn't the system working how they told me it was going to work. They're not worrying about their self. They're just not worrying about themselves at, at the base level like you were talking about. So like if you're not thinking with that risk, it's all about how, how are you applying the risk-reward property. If, if the risks have been mitigated from death, dysentery, disease for the most part, um, then people aren't going to be thinking about like they could happen anytime. We've removed that. So now the risk-reward is, is the system. Like why am I paying into the system if it's not providing the status quo? And I'm kind of fumbling over my own words here, but people aren't even considering your viewpoint on life where they need to change, change themselves, change how they operate because the opportunity is there to get ahead because they're so wrapped the up. The opportunity in, is there to change the system if you build it. Right. But, but no one is seeing that because they're just worried about why the system isn't providing for them, how they were told it was right. going to provide for them. So that's their main gripe in life. So they don't put any thought into getting themselves ahead or, or, or how can I work with the system how it is currently? They don't ask how can I ride the system, it, or or um, okay. They don't ask how can they get on top of the system. They ask why they just can't be a part of the system that works. You see the difference? Oh yeah, there? yeah. No, I see. I and and my thought process to that is, someone came before them and set the system up. They weren't educated on what the system was supposed to how it was supposed to work and how it was to be continued on. Mm -hmm. But somebody chose at some point to go and deal with the, the risk right. of trying to get others to believe in, in said system to go and and find enough resources to take care of their own needs and requirements to have the time to be able to go and build the system. And then once they go and get the system built, then they have to figure out how to do something that no one else has really done before build this thing out so that at some point someone down the line is going to reap the benefits of this might not even be them in their lifetimes. We see it all the time. Right. You see it. You see it in pioneering families. They, they, they took all of the risk. They went across the mountains. There's no way to do that. Like you're, you're pulling a wagon and, and, and a train and, and right. all this stuff so that, the next generation will have some kind of a system, meaning they have some kind of land that they can go and get their food from, meaning that they're going to have some kind of livestock herd that takes time to build so that they can just go out and shoot a cow instead of having to go hunt an elk. Right. You know, like they've, they've, a system has been put in place for every generation. By somebody else. By, by somebody else. By generation before. Right. So I, I think what we're coming to a head here You're not is, letting me finish. Okay. You're not letting me finish. What I'm saying is, is that we now have some kind of a disconnect where the generation before they either tried too hard 
to impress upon the next generation how hard it was previously, mm-hmm. and this is why it has to be like this, or they did it too well. They provided a system, or they talked about a system, or they sold a system to the next generation that the next generation was completely infatuated with. They believed in all of the the good stuff about it and didn't see the hard stuff that had to happen. Right. They didn't understand the kind of loss. They didn't understand the kind of the kind of sacrifice that had to be made. They didn't understand any of that. Yeah. And so like now we have this disconnect. And for some reason we're going to a generational standpoint with this. I didn't mean Which, to do that. But I'm trying I, to state I think is a good overall I mean it's it's a real factor you can't ignore. Yeah. Sorry. But what I'm saying is is the Yes, you're right. And what I am saying is that there is the people that fight and have an issue with the system or feel like that a system should work and it shouldn't it be it should it should work for them and they should put the time into. They're also fighting the people that are trying to go and build another system. Yeah. They get angry at other people that say, "Well, actually, if you just don't believe in the system and you go and try and do your own thing, and and just take responsibility for yourself. The system won't matter. Right. If you can figure out how to take care of yourself and provide for yourself and go and build a whole new system for your family, then the current system doesn't matter. Yeah. When you are fed the lie that this system will do these things for you, but you have to give us our time so that you can get those things, you're now believing in somebody else's system that you weren't there to build in the first place. Right. You, you, you didn't, you're not going to reap the benefits of owning a system yeah. without, without first saying your system's fine. That system's okay. This is all right, but it's not the one for me. Right. So that's what I'm, that's all I'm purely saying is, is now we have people that run the system, people that are now contributing to the system. And then you have people that are trying to do a whole new system. Right. And the people that are trying to do a whole new system and the people that are contributing to another system they become outcasts from the, the, the current. They're fighting. Yeah. There's infighting there. And it's and it's like, and the only way that you're going to get the people that are already currently running the system to recognize that maybe the system is broken is only if you go out and outperform and show them a better way. Right. You have to go and show a better way. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so hard in today's society because you're seeing so many different better ways. Right. I feel like that's what's crushing my ability to go and create something better is because I, I have information overload. I don't just sit down and work on something. I don't just sit down. I'm constantly overthinking how to do it. Right. But at least I've moved past the, I completely blindly trust the system. And at least I've moved past the point where I have to work for the system. Cause at some point, I think for a human being to grow is you have to learn how a system works in general. So you're going to have to work in it at some point. You have to go and work in it. Right. You have to go and be a part of it. Go see the flaws in it. Go deal with the heartache of it and go see the blessings of it before you, you truly want to go and build your own. And you have to be able to deal with all of that and then take pieces of it that are good and still go and do it and, 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 and deal with the things that you haven't seen necessarily done before. Because you're just seeing how it's ran. You're not seeing how it's grown. Some cases you get to go see how it's grown. But yeah. So that's my that's our that's my thought process on yeah. you give a poor person six hundred bucks 
Right. And uh, you give a rich person 600 bucks. I think it's poorly worded because it was tweet form. Right. I see the validity in the, the guy's response. In both arguments. And why it's brought up. But right. my my thought process is the first one was broken. The first comment was broken. It wasn't truly laid out in what a real poor person is. Right. A truly poor person. And uh, I would say this. Most poor people are extremely... How do I say this? Resourceful in surviving. Yeah. What they're not resourceful in is... Well, thriving, but finding a way out. Finding a way out. It's just yeah. people need more examples. Right. So when I go back to the little village thing in the middle of nowhere, Tommy over there does have more, and he's two hours ahead. How did Tommy get it? Right. Or he's a day ahead, or he's a life. He's he's two years ahead. He's four years older. How did he get it, and how do I build that up and make that faster? How do I get that for myself faster? Yeah. And and to do that, you have to, uh, I think to do that, you have to step outside the system. But the thing is, is once you step outside the current system, I know we keep saying system a lot, people. I'm very sorry. Just an easy analogy. Yeah. Um, to do that, you have to re-expose yourself to the risks again. Yep. Because well, you were you were over here, and and the lot, lack of structure. Exactly. You no were, structure. Yeah. You were over here. Risks were mitigated for you by someone else, either or by the community you were in. But you can't necessarily get ahead over here. Yep. But you're maintaining, and this ship is starting to slowly sink. Mm-hmm. But for now, and they it's always still, will. Yeah, but it's a healthy process. Yeah, for now, this ship is this ship is halfway into the water, but it's still floating. Yep. But to get ahead, you got to get on the life raft. Mm-hmm. Now you know the ship is going to keep you afloat for a little while, and there's more food on the ship, and there's more food on the ship. The life raft could get you to a new shore, or it could just sink five meters away from the boat. You're gonna die trying. So, and I, I think that's why most people either they haven't been told about the life raft. Or they know about it, but they don't, they're not willing to get on and see where it goes. Yeah. You know, because this is, this is guaranteed somewhat safety, but this is complete 50-50. Yeah. And that's my argument is, do you want something that's guaranteed? Yeah. Because how much does that take from you? Exactly. When something's guaranteed, it takes away so many emotions of joy and ability to feel true loss and true loss brings true joy. Mm-hmm. True loss makes you realize the portions of life that are may seem bleak to others, but they're a blessing to many that uh, have 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 experienced true loss. So, you know, I we talked about that a little bit in uh, Luke Anderson's podcast. I don't. It was Kyle that I think was sitting in on that one. Yeah, but um, the suffering. The joy and suffering, uh, and I'll tell you everything that we're kind of talking about here. This kind of this this truth. I I think that there's there's a lot of truth in these conversations, and and um, man, if you read the Bible, it's actually this is all there. It's all there. It's all there. This is all very biblical philosophy. I would argue I would that say. it's just old philosophy. Because I'm coming from a non-religious standpoint mm-hmm. versus you, and I would just argue that this is something that's been talked about and known for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. The Bible does have. I mean, those parables are there for a reason. Yep. Somebody knew that these were good lessons that needed to be learned, so they recorded them. Yep. And a lot of it is changed with the times, maybe a little different here and there, but somebody recorded those reasons and made a big deal out of them for some reason. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but you could argue that with the Quran, same thing. There's good life lessons in there. There's also lessons on how to, you know, mutilate people and murder non-believers. Mm-hmm. Everything comes with its ups and downs. But um, yeah, these old lessons are written down and recorded for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah, I just think that that the uh, the mindset because the Bible's not a not a nice thing. Old Testament is brutal. Yeah. Um, absolutely brutal. The hundreds of thousands of people that died and you'll never know their names, but it ultimately it, what it does is it'll set up a person's mindset to realize you're just a little speck. Everything you think about, everything you do. And it's really just to help you realize how, if you can look at the world and and see that it's that brutal and that hard and that tough and still find hope and optimism and and a yearning for a better future, nothing can stop you. If you can stare that barrel in the face, stare that gun in the face, and and find find the reason to to keep going forward and keep growing and, and keep doing it, nothing will ever stop you. That's what I had to realize. I thought the Bible is one of the most depressing things, but we don't need to turn it into that. Um, yeah. It is, but then then again, though, the people that can handle it, they thrive, man. People that truly understand it and understand the meaning right. and understand the points that are being made, I feel like they thrive. And I would say that's just because they understand what the lessons the Bible's trying to teach. They're not taking it which at is, face which value. Which is pull the, lo- yeah, pull the log out of your eye. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about the people that, that are constantly judging others and, and telling others to do something better. Or, or telling other people that they're doing it wrong, I'm saying worry about yourself, and that was like that's the whole that's the whole thing is like you got to worry about yourself. If you don't worry about taking care of yourself and how to take care of, and not in a selfish way, but like work on yourself. Did we lose something? No, I was just I was gonna drink from my water bottle, and I know it's loud, and I was like, I wonder if I can just quick mute myself. Dude, I'm out of water too. I'm starting to get a headache. I gotta get some water because that was a long that was a long dialogue. What are we at? Forty five minutes. Uh, just shy, 37, but I would honestly be totally comfortable calling that an episode for the week. Yeah. We we had one good philosophical point. We had two solid, uh, you know, we had one point and we had two solid, um, ways of looking at it. Yep. You know, your perspective, my perspective, two different perspectives. I'm struggling yep. with the vocab today. I'm usually right on point with it. Yep. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think that's a good, we jumped right into it and it was just a solid conversation. No I, filler, no crap. All right, we hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for listening this week. Uh, Hopefully this will be out Sunday for you to listen to. We're going to try to keep up with that. Every Sunday you're going to see new episodes. And we have a couple new scheduled guests coming on. Uh, A little more sporadic. None of them really follow the the line um, or any any typical genre other than they're making stuff happen. They're getting out there. They're trying stuff that's a little bit uh, out of the ordinary. Outside the system. Outside the system, as uh, we just discussed. And they're they're they are case studies so that people that are in the audience can hear a little bit different take on life and uh, go and chase something that's a little bit uh, not normal. Yep. I guess is how I would put that. So, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Please go like, subscribe again, rate, review on all the platforms you're on. We need uh, way more subscribers on YouTube. And for the people on YouTube, we're gonna start putting out a clips, um, you know, type of 
videos. Yeah, yeah, like we said at the beginning, we're going to be yep. trying to start putting out clips. We're going to try to like five minutes, 20 minutes, like we said. So make sure so. you subscribe so you can catch some of those nuggets. If there's an episode that you don't want to listen to all the way, uh, you might see some clips that you can just get some little nuggets of wisdom out of those. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for everybody listening in. Thank you so much for supporting us, for giving us any kind of feedback. We will take all the yeah. feedback we can get. We hope you enjoyed the better sound quality this week. We sure did. It sounded better in our ears. Yep, yep. And, and um, our next guest is one that I'm personally super excited for. Yeah. Um, I, well, I think it's going to be our next guest. One of the guests Drew has coming up that he got scheduled. I didn't believe him when he said they wanted to do it. But uh, so you should see how excited I am and you should be very excited. This is someone I've been following for a couple <laughs> of years and has almost not lived parallel to me, but I pretty much just watched them do everything that I wanted to do. Um, and they've just gone and done it. So it's huge, huge to me. I still can't believe you got them to agree to come on. So hopefully we get that soon. Yeah. Oh, and, one uh, other thing. We rolled over a thousand downloads. Oh. So and we're actually already at eleven hundred. I need the soundboard for like the horns. Yeah. So we actually and we we rolled over. We already rolled over eleven hundred downloads. Actually. So we're picking back up. We're getting back out there. Um, that's really exciting. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on top of that. So we're we're getting as much or more listens when we first started mm-hmm. when you combine the YouTube views and the downloads. Oh, nice, nice, nice. So yeah, so it's it's really good, really exciting out there. We're gonna keep on trying to improve the quality. We're gonna keep on trying to make it look better. Uh, thank you so much, Quinn, for getting in the studio of course. and uh, putting your time up for this. Neither of us are getting paid for this project. So yeah, and uh, plugs real quick. Uh, you can find Drew on Instagram. Go ahead and give me your Instagram at the Drew Gerber. T H E Drew okay. Gerber. Anywhere yeah. else you want to be contacted? Yeah, you, you guys find me there. You're gonna see my uh, tree link, uh, link tree or whatever it's called, and you'll see all the listings I have, real estate, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, you can find me on Instagram at Quinn Gerber. Yep. Uh, two ends, and then oh, I'm trying to do TikTok every day. Something uh, which feels awful. You've been popping off. On I that. had one pop. I had one video hit fifteen thousand views, but you can find me over there. It's just at the Gerbil with a one instead of an L. Don't ask. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can go follow those. That's pretty much just like my Snapchat light. So anything I deem good enough for public eyes that's not too despicable goes to TikTok. So uh, yeah, Instagram, TikTok. Drew's got his Instagram. So that's all of our plugs. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're done. And if we hit over so many thousands of views, I might even throw my phone number out there for you guys to contact me. Oh my God. Why? <laughs> Burner phone. I don't even know that. All right. Get us out of here, Drew. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Drew Gerber Show.